You're listening to episode 19 of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today we're talking all about people pleasing, why we do it, and simple steps that you can take to stop people pleasing so that you can confidently prioritize your needs. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Hello, hello, friends. How are you? (laughs) If you've listened to this podcast for a while now, you'll know and hear me refer to myself as a recovering people pleaser. And that's because I'm someone who used to be so prone to people pleasing. I mean, I did it so well and it wasn't until I got misdiagnosed with IBS that I decided that I needed to change how I was acting and stop people pleasing if it was costing me my health. But that's a story for another day. So when I planned on talking about this, I asked the women in my community what their thoughts were on people pleasing. I don't even know why this is funny, but anyway. I got some really interesting responses, and I'd like to share some of the themes that were very common with you. So overall, the women said that they struggle because they didn't want to disappoint others, and they were worried about what other people would think of them. So some of the reasons they provided range from not wanting to look selfish or incompetent enough to accommodate other people's demands, not wanting to look like they didn't care about other people. But something that really caught my eye was when some people said they people-pleased even if it cost them their happiness. Are you still with me? This is exactly what I want to talk about how our society and upbringing as women, as moms, has affected us consciously or subconsciously that we are in this place where we constantly engage in people-pleasing behaviors, sometimes to the detriment of our own well-being. So I hope that this episode will help you make that mental shift that you need from feeling helpless and stuck in people-pleasing cycle so that you can actually have the confidence you need to prioritize your needs and actually place boundaries in place that would support you. Now for my step-by-step action takers, I created a worksheet that goes along with this episode. You can find it on my website at oliveandbliss.ca slash EP19. That would take you to the link and then you can grab the worksheet from there. You can use that to work through as you listen to this episode. All right, let's dive in. Now, many of us will quickly identify ourselves as people pleasers, while some may not. So here are a few things to think about. People pleasing may show up as you pretending to agree with everyone, even when you have strong opinions about something. You want to say no, but you say yes, and then you hate yourself for it. It could also show up as you feeling responsible for how other people feel. You might feel uncomfortable if someone is disappointed in you. And you're consistently apologizing. Even when you know you're in the right, you still apologize. So if you identify with any of these, chances are you have people-pleasing tendencies. 
So let's see some ways that we can let go of the need to please other people. First, I want you to know that people-pleasing is not your fault. No one is born a people-pleaser. It is more of a behavior that we've adapted to based on our socialization as girls and women. From a very young age, girls are taught to be responsible for everyone and everything but themselves. As a result, we grow into these women who prioritize others, even at the expense of our well-being. For a lot of us, we might not feel there's anything wrong with it. But then, my concern is when we start to adapt and use our relationship with food and our bodies as ways to cope with the struggle that we get from people-pleasing. So you'll find a lot of women might resort to emotional eating because... They're struggling with being able to speak up for themselves. Some women resort to behaviors like perfectionism or control as a means of escape. I've seen this happen time and time again among women that I talk to, among some of my clients, and it's time for us to stop. So you might say, well, we may, are we not supposed to care about others and be kind? And by all means, that's not what I'm saying. I'm all for that. In fact, I believe we need more women to be kind and caring. But I need you to recognize that when someone is engaging in people-pleasing, they think it's for somebody else's benefit. But it's actually for their benefit. People-pleasing is a form of manipulation. I'll say that again. You might not want to hear it, but people-pleasing is a form of manipulating other people. So what typically happens is a people-pleaser might be very anxious and worried about how others will feel about them. So they try to control the opinions of other people by acting in a certain way to get them to think and feel in a certain way. Remember, you pretend to agree with somebody else. You're consistently apologizing. In essence, you're not showing up as your true, authentic self because you're masquerading your behavior. Now you might hear me say this and become hard on yourself because, well, that means I'm a terrible person. No, you're not. It's normal. This is what you did probably when you were a child as a safety mechanism. You used it for safety, to protect yourself. But then the thing is, over the years, you've adopted to this behavior because every time you do it, you get a hit of dopamine. And that's what your brain tags onto. So with every relationship where you feel the need to please those people, your brain will always seek to do the thing that would help you so that you make those people act in a way that would favor you and cause that dopamine hit to happen again. That's pretty much it. So when you keep repeating this pattern over time, it becomes addictive because let's say you don't like being in conflict with your mom So you just go along with whatever she says, even when you know you don't want to. But then you feel the satisfaction that comes from her favoring you. Every time she says something, even before she asks what it is, you'll just agree right away because your brain is thinking about that dopamine hit that's coming. I know it's very sciencey, but we need to understand this because when you understand this, it's very easy for you to change your mind and decide, you know what? I'm done. I'm no longer subscribing to people-pleasing. So start by recognizing how people-pleasing has served you. It has helped you. It has protected you. You think about how it has served you in your life. 
For me, I was very worried every time it was time to eat as a child because I was called a picky eater. So in order for me to escape, you know, being my mom being upset with me, I adapted to becoming an overachiever by getting good grades and following all the rules. So even when my mom may have been upset at me for not eating, it wouldn't last too long because guess what? I got good grades. I was following all the rules. So why not be proud of me for doing that and just ignore the fact that I'm not eating? Hope this makes sense. While people-pleasing served you in childhood as it did me, for the most part in your adult years, it's no longer serving a purpose. Because again, you did that to cope, to protect yourself. As an adult woman, you don't need that anymore. You're capable of making your own decisions. I just want to say here that if you are in a life-threatening condition or situation, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about in general, for most of us, we don't have any need to protect ourselves in that manner anymore. Compare how people-pleasing is no longer serving you. That's the second thing you do. On the worksheets, I have a table where you can put how people-pleasing has served you on the left and how people-pleasing has not served you on the right. Because what you're going to do is compare what's going on. So if people-pleasing is not serving you, what is it costing you? Because it definitely is taking something for you. For instance, for the moms who are afraid of leaving their kids with other people, even if it's just for a second to take a nap or do something, it's costing you your rest because you feel that you're a good mom and a good mom is always on a child's beck and call. So that's a cost. Now, when you do that table up where you compare how people-pleasing has served you and how it hasn't, think about it, compare and reflect. Do you like what you see? If you do and you're okay with it, then you've made the conscious decision to keep engaging in people-pleasing. And that's okay. But if you don't, then let's go on to the second tip that I want to offer you today. Recognize that you're not responsible for how other people respond to your behavior. Now you know that people-pleasing is a form of manipulation. You have to recognize that you're not responsible for how people respond to your behavior. You are only responsible for how you feel and act in response to other people's behaviors. So for instance, if you're afraid to say no because you feel someone will think you're not caring enough, my question to you is, are you naturally a caring person? Chances are you'd say yes. So if you're naturally a caring person, why would you need to bend over backward just to prove to someone that you are something that you already are? If you are someone who's caring already, chances are people know that and they probably come to you because they know you're caring. But that doesn't mean you need to do something to prove it to them unless you're enjoying the benefit of them always coming to you, which again goes back to my saying before that you're trying to manipulate them because you enjoy the feedback that your body gives you. I hope that makes sense. So then with that in mind, I want you to reflect on what you hope to get from others every time you people please. It's really important to be frank with yourself because yes, we do get a benefit. Maybe it's comfort. Maybe it's feeling like you belong. Maybe it's safety. Be frank with yourself and see what comes up for you. But then you recognize that you're not responsible for those behaviors. What do you do? This brings me to my third point, 
which is becoming responsible for your own thoughts. Become responsible for your own thoughts about what it means to be a woman, to be a mom, or whatever role you play in your life. First, this will require you to name what matters to you. What do you value when it comes to your relationships? And what do you want out of your life? Think about these things. And then what thoughts might you have about yourself if you no longer people pleased? How might you think differently about your role? So that you can still have a good relationship with other people, but confidently prioritize your needs. For some of you, that might mean you let go of expectations. You let go of the shoulds and have tos, especially when it comes to mums. You can actually focus on what matters. You can confidently have boundaries in place to support you. And over time, people can choose or people start to treat you better because they see how you treat yourself and respect yourself. They have no other choice. So you might be thinking that's a lot to think about. And I've got three things that you can do to help you with that. So number one, how could you think about no differently? Yes, no has a really negative connotation. But rather than thinking that saying no means something bad, what if saying no means that you're protecting yourself? What if saying no now means you get to say yes to something now? And possibly you could say yes in the future, but for now, you're focusing on what matters. What if saying no actually gives you the space you need so that you can focus on your own needs without turning to food to comfort yourself? Just think about it for a second. How could you start to think about no differently? Number two, use even if in statements to hold space for the things that you value while acknowledging what your people-pleasing brain wants you to believe. So for example, for a mom who's tired of making meals from scratch but finds it hard to let go, she might have a thought or a core belief that that is what good moms do. So she might be thinking a good mom always makes meals from scratch. But is this really true when you think about it? So in her case, she could think about it this way. I'm a good mom even if I don't make meals from scratch for my family. Just thinking about it differently allows her to adopt this new way of thinking where she doesn't want to make meals from scratch. But then she still recognizes that she's a good mom. So use even if in statements to hold space for those two things. And the last tip I want to offer is just depersonalizing the thoughts that you have. What are the thoughts you have about what it means to be a mom or a woman or a wife? And how can you depersonalize those thoughts? Because those thoughts sometimes are more painful when they're about us. Again, going back to the mom who's tired of making meals from scratch, because she's thinking about it on her own, about her as a person, it hurts to think and act otherwise. But what if you could reframe that to say, there are good moms who don't make meals from scratch all the time? How does that feel for you? Or one of the ones that I know a lot of my clients struggle with and many moms that I talk to is just feeling guilty for wanting time away from their kids. Again, it's not your fault. This is what society has taught us as moms growing up and even mom culture out there. 
it's like you have to wear this as a badge of honor where it's like, oh no, I can't be away from my kids, you know, because my kids need you. Um, honey, really? Will 20 minutes in a day for you to rest make a very big difference in your child's life? Yes. Guess what? You get 20 minutes to rest, you're a better mom for that. But if you don't take the 20 minutes to rest, then you end up cranky. Then you end up upset. And then you end up at 8 p.m. with the fridge open and your face down a bucket of ice cream. Why? Because you did not take care of your needs. You felt your kids were more important. You put yourself on the back burner. And here we are staring down the bucket of ice cream. Now, I know that sounds very dramatic. And you probably wouldn't be in your fridge if you were eating ice cream. But I'm hoping you get what I'm trying to say here. We really need to wake up because until we take responsibility for our actions, things are never going to change. We're always going to be these tired moms. We're always going to be these moms that are struggling and turning to food and our bodies and attacking those things, thinking they're the problem. Because that's what diet culture wants us to believe. So going back to depersonalizing the thoughts... If you feel guilty for wanting to take some time away from your kids, you may not really be ready to take that break or think differently. So I want you to think about this common experience that millions of other moms have. So rather than thinking, oh, I'm a terrible mom for wanting to take some time alone, you could think there are good moms who take a break from their kids all the time. Think about that. This is a shared common experience with other women. And it'll be easier for your brain to calm down rather than freak out because it's feeling afraid. Now I'm going to go ahead here and say that changing your thoughts takes daily practice and repetition. So just doing it one time will not help you. It's really important that you practice these new thoughts until they become automatic. Again, for so many of you, it took you 10, 20, 30, 40 years to be thinking this way. So you have to spend the time and be intentional about changing and rewiring your own thought pattern. Over time, it'll become second nature. And those negative feelings and fears you used to have about prioritizing your needs will just fade away. I hope this helps. Now, if what I've shared today resonates with you, I'd like to offer you an invitation to a free workshop that I'll be running on Thursday, March the 18th. This is 2021. And we're going to be talking about how you can let go of people-pleasing. It's going to be a workshop because we deep dive into people-pleasing root causes. And then I provide a step-by-step approach on how you can reframe people-pleasing. It'll be hands-on with me, teaching you the subject, and then we'll answer questions and work through those mental blocks that you may be having. Once again, it's Thursday, March 18th. I'm still working out the kinks of the timing, but if you want to stay up to date on the details, go ahead and sign up for the workshop at oliveandbliss.ca forward slash people pleasing. And that'll keep you updated when I have concrete time. Again, Thursday, March 18th. All right, my friends, I hope that you found this very helpful. I know I've said this so many times. But it's really important for us to make sure that we're confidently prioritizing our needs. If you enjoyed this episode, please do me a favor, download it, share it with a friend. You can also share it on your social media and tag me. I'm at Olive and Bliss Wellness. Okay, friends, 
I hope you have an awesome week ahead and try to confidently prioritize your needs this week. I will see you same time, same place next week. But until then, keep thriving, my friends. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.